0: your best Will Smith impression. Give us a hearty welcome to earth.
1: Welcome to earth, guys.
0: (laughs) Wow. 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 I think that was a New Jersey welcome to earth
2: that was fantastic
0: you
3: are listening to id four minutes at a time the only podcast dedicated to analyzing scrutinizing and celebrating the 1996 roland emmerich masterpiece independence day four minutes at a time i am of course one of your gallant co-hosts kenny madison and along with me are my best friends and some of them being the kings of to do run run lulu nagel and the king himself
2: you take that back. I you <laughs> take, take it back. take that back right y- now. You, you are the right king of To Do Run Run. No, Me, lord we, back. Back. Me wow. lord, we can't <laughs> take it
3: back. Me lord, we can't take it back. You're the king wow.
0: of the wow. Do Run Run.
2: Wow. My name is Tyler Bryce, and I hate To Do Run Run.
3: <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Lulu, we have just a normal guest today, is that correct?
0: Normal guy, normal run- man about town, Patch. That's his name. He's like Madonna or Cher. He's a one-named guy. He is a fantastic salesman. He is an incredible (laughs) runner. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's an athlete. He uh, went to college as a cross-country runner on scholarship, and he continues to run.
2: I minored in that.
0: Minored in it? Excellent. Running from the law.
2: I just made it to Missouri, though, because it was a minor. I didn't. Actually finished crossing the country.
0: Was that before you were king or after?
2: Oh, you take that back.
0: (laughs) Anyway, he's a funny guy. He's an excellent friend. This is Pat, you guys, and he's my husband.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, Lulu. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to be here, Kenny and Tyler. And it's it's a pleasure to be uh, part of this uh, uh, show today, and I'm really excited to uh, to be talking about this.
3: And it's a pleasure to have you on these four minutes, an especially important four minutes, actually, Ooh. Ooh. minutes 124 through 128 of the film Independence Day. These four minutes start with Adam Baldwin looking at Area 51's war room and ends with Diet
2: Keanu Reeves saying, "I am, I am." So. Patch, Kenny and I, of course, are old hat at the movie. We have watched the movie dozens of times each. We remember all of it. Lulu, of course, does not remember seeing the movie. So she would be, of course, completely new hat. She's seeing these things fresh. Now, what's really interesting is that Lulu, after we started the podcast, said that you informed her that she, in fact, had seen the movie with her uh, (laughs) back when it came out. Could Could you talk a little bit about your experience with the film? Yes. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> I took Lulu to see the movie. I think it was July third. It was a Wednesday at the Highland Mall. Oh no! Remember that a movie
3: theater? Hold on. So Lulu doesn't remember anything about this movie and you're like yeah of course it was july 3rd it was 7 p.m he
0: knows he knows everything that's
1: incredible yeah so it was a 7 30 showing and uh we just had started dating uh we went to the movie we were really excited about it i think we may have held hands during during the showing and yeah. yes yes as far as the movie it's been a while since i've seen it but i do remember The Empire State Building, I think that was the building that got obliterated. It's one of them. And I I believe there were people standing on the rooftops in the beginning saying, take me with you. Uh, That's right. I I do remember little, little pieces, tidbits, little nuggets of information, but I know for a fact we saw it on Wednesday, July 3rd, which was the opening night, I believe. In 1996 of the Do you remember
2: what she was wearing that night?
1: I don't. Okay.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Patch's birthday is July 5th. Okay. So we probably were doing some birthdays celebrating maybe or something like that.
2: Happy birthday. You know, all these years I couldn't quite place how it is that you didn't remember seeing the movie. And knowing that it was a really, you know... Early date with someone that ended up becoming an important person in your life. Your mind was probably somewhere else the night that you were watching this.
0: Look, I take it in and then I and then it, I discard it. I only have so much room in there.
3: Just, I'm excited for Lulu to forget doing this podcast at all, so we can do this entire show I again will.
2: we'll do id four minutes at a time four minutes at a time that's right where we listen to four minutes of no. the, each episode of the pot no okay. no yeah.
0: but we'll do it again for the 50th anniversary
2: yeah absolutely and then none of us will remember the movie at all and i will
0: <laughs> what's funny is patch patch and i love to go see movies and we're nice. just like the general audience of a movie we're not film scholars like the two of you but um, Pat likes to watch horror movies, and I do not. That's my one genre I really don't like, anything brutal or, like, murdery. I, I like thrillers. I don't mind killing, but I don't like the horror. But on our... Wait, what anniversary was it that you picked the movie and took me to see It? Where the oh kid dies, like, right in the beginning?
1: That was um, September of 2017, yeah, where we a, saw It. This big mistake. Great, Great movie.
2: You know, I, I went on a third date with a girl one time and we went and saw the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh mm. and right about the third oh. scene during that movie oh. we stopped holding hands like
0: Yeah.
2: I think at the end of the night we ended with sort of a, a nod to each other like well,
0: okay. All right. See you later. <laughs> we'll just we just will just move on from here. Yeah, let's forget that this even happened.
3: Uh, Speaking of forgetting things, one of the things that we don't like to forget are Lulu's predictions of what she thinks are going to happen in these four minutes. Lulu, are you ready? Ready. Lulu, cue your theme song.
0: Lulu's predictions.
3: Outstanding. Uh, And of course, Lulu, give us a good noise if you recognize any of these predictions. Prediction number one. (laughs) One of these ships has opened its colon to take a big poop over Area 51. It's about to laser destroy in the same way it's destroyed the White House and the other places we look to to get inspired. Let's go. (laughs) Is there an Area 51 beam to beam up an ICBM or something? Let's go. I think they're going to open the hatch at the top of Area 51. Wait, no, I retract. I think it's going to be Star Wars style, going to fly straight up the ship and deploy their last missile, Fox style. And it's a good thing they're on the ground because the alien ship is going to crash down, catastrophic style. Let's go. We need Baldwin to do some other task. What could it be? He pulls a big lever to open the big doors that shoot the beam? I don't know. Let's go. Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith. Does the alien come on the ship? The alien comes on the ship. Will Smith gets him in a headlock and tells him, get us out of here. Let's go. They reverse out of there and fly home through space. Let's go. Randy Quinn and the president. He's protecting the president and he's going to make the ultimate sacrifice for the president and the kids will see
0: it. Let's go.
3: And finally, where is Vivica A plus Fox? Where is is she, she trying on more dresses? Is she looking Probably. for another truck? Is she mobilizing?
0: Let's go. Show up.
3: <laughs> Time show, to show up. Show up, Vivica. Anything else before we go to watch these four minutes, Holt?
2: Cannot wait to see these with you guys. Some exciting stuff coming up in these next four
3: minutes. Very exciting stuff. Patch. you got anything that we need to talk about before we launch into these four
1: minutes? Well, it's going to be nostalgic for me. It will be. It's going to throw me right back into uh, dating myself here to my 20s when uh, I was single and dating. So Aww. let's go.
3: Let's go, indeed. Uh, and we'll be right back after the sound cue.
0: There you guys. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: It's hard for the sun, you know? Watching his dad go up like that. Yeah. And out. How you doing, Lolo?
0: I'm sad. I have tears in my eyes. Randy Quaid. What happened, Lolo? What happened is they, they're scrambling to try to launch the last missile. Of course, the president, Eagle One, thinks he has the last missile. You know, he's already fired Fox 3, and now we're going backwards to Fox 2. I don't know why he's firing his missiles out of order, but he fires Fox 2 and he misses.
2: Hey, I have a quick joke for you um, because you're talking about the missiles coming out, out, of, out of order. So here we go. This is one of my favorite jokes. You ready for it? Yeah. Here we go. OCD. It's easy as one, two. Three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you.
0: Yeah, he misses the president misses, and he's like, I'm I'm out of bo- I'm out of missiles. We're out of missiles, and they're all you know, <laughs> they're all in the control room. Robert Lowe's just like get your <laughs> back, <laughs> and he's like, nope, and he's like, come on, keep come back, everybody come back, no, come back, no, and then out of nowhere, we hear Randy Quaid say, "Sorry, I'm late, guys. I got delayed back there."
3: It's so good. It's so. Good. I genuinely got chills. Oh, it's so good.
0: I did too. Sorry, I'm late. And he um, he says, "I've got a missile left. I'm going in." And the president's like, "Yeah, that's awesome. Let's provide cover. Let's plow some road." And he says
3: it. <laughs> he says it exactly that same way, which is kind of unenthused of going. Yeah, that's great. Anyways, gentlemen, just the way that Lulu said it.
0: Let's plow the road. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, you know, remember when he first got in the ship, Randy Quaid, and he accidentally hit the sequence to fire a missile, and he's like, oh, no, oh, whoops, oh, no, oh, whoops, and then he he calls it back off? He messed his own missile up, I think.
3: You, so you think that that's just not a coincidental malfunction? You think that Randy Quaid loaded the missile incorrectly onto
2: the jet?
0: No, I think he tried to deploy it, then short-circuited it, and... The communications got jacked because mm. he did that.
2: That's an interesting theory. I I, I have never heard that before, and it may, be, it may be the case.
0: I mean, it's just as
3: plausible as the missile happening to malfunction just at that time, if not more so because it's character based. It would explain why just now, of all points, a missile would malfunction on the
2: jet. On these multi-million dollar pieces of equipment that are Tested and upkept. Yeah, it just happens to go out right here in this moment, just right
3: now. Or Randy Quaid just pressed some wrong buttons because he's a little bit of a drunky brewster.
0: Well, it's both. It's his job to f- things up. do my my children aren't here? <laughs> my dog is, though. So she she understands.
3: Wait, hold on. What? Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: I said a bad word, and I was making sure my kids weren't still in my room. But my dog is here, but she doesn't care. Okay. I
3: thought you said, but my daughter's here, so she understands.
0: Dog. Dog. Let me say it in New Jersey. (laughs) Patch. Dog. That's right. Lulu, I think you mean patch. Mm hmm. Patch.
3: I have to bleep that out now.
0: Anyway, he tries to fire the missile. It jams. And he's like, sorry, guys. It's not, I can't get it. It's jammed. And the president's like, well, that's it. And they all just like stare at their own demise into this muddy, horrible future. And then he's like, no, no, wait a minute. And he decides he's going to fly his own plane into the butthole of the ship. And he does. He says, tell my children that I love them. And that is the killer. Because his son is standing right there in the war room, watching it all happen from the very beginning. So we knew something was up. I don't know where the little one is, but the big one, Keanu Reeves, Diet Keanu Reeves is there. And that is a moment that just ripped my heart. But he's, he goes in with humor. He's like, hello, boys, I'm back. Yeah, Randy Quaid kind of
2: has two end-of-his-character zingers. He goes, up, yours! In the words of my generation... Up yours. Which you would
3: think he would also possibly say that as he's going up into the giant alien death beam, but no, he's got another one with just the exact same gusto that he also says. You gotta have some escalation up to it, but no, he starts out at a at an eleven and then he continues at an eleven.
0: Appears is less than he says, right?
1: I'm back.
0: Oh yes.
1: Because he was really trying to prove the point that he had been taken at one point. Mm -hmm. And nobody believed him. Nobody did. This is is familiar territory. Hey, guys, me again.
3: Even after the aliens had landed and Russell Case was going, uh, just a moment, I'd just like to say that I'm ready to take revenge. And everyone is
0: still... Scoffing. Rolling their eyes at him, even though they know aliens exist. Mm, and are attacking them. They're Ugh. like, sure, sure, little man.
3: If there was a term for just kind of disregarding the reality of someone, then I think it would apply right now. Don't you think, Lulu?
0: Yes. What is that term?
3: Gaslighting. Tyler, <laughs> gaslighting doesn't exist.
0: I, th- uh. <laughs> I think you mean alien a- lighting. <laughs> Lulu. <laughs> yeah and indeed
2: he sends it up there's
0: he does <laughs> up there's see there's a lot of butt in this
3: we're L- 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 the film scholar there's a lot of button here
0: <laughs> there's a lot of button here what does robert loggia say
3: uh he says yeah
0: that son of a b- he did it and we got the extra dude what's his name adam pascal throws his headset down or was that baldwin
2: It was Adam Baldwin who put it on the speaker so that everyone in the room could hear what was going on and said, who is that? Uh, So Adam Baldwin, again, proving he's the one person in the entire (laughs) U.S. military who actually does things. Well, I'm going to turn on the speakerphone. Yeah, he's just evacuated people from the ground
3: level of Area 51 to 27 floors below. And somehow he is also taken up at the Area 51 command center.
0: Oh, and when the music is going nuts, yes, right. When we talked about how the music really drives our emotions in that, and it's victorious music.
3: I love the soundtrack of this movie. The soundtrack is one of the greats. That's really my analysis. i am I I'm a film scholar. I'm no in, very little to no insight about music.
0: You're not a musician, Kenny Pooh. not really a music guy. You're more of a film scholar.
3: I'm more of a film scholar. I'm very much a fuddy duddy whenever it comes to music. I like my music, like I like my ladies, very quiet and well put together.
2: Oh my gosh. It occurs to me, as someone who doesn't know probably the correct ways to say this musically, but the music, this is the height of the action, is swollen. We have swelled the mo- the music as high as it can go. It is perhaps engorged. Yeah, it it's is no. engorged.
0: Okay. Your verbs today have been funny, like the ship has been upkept. Really well and it's the music is swollen.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't see what's wrong with the words that Tyler is using.
2: Patch, yes. you're from New Jersey. What do you think of the of the words that we're using?
1: The garden state, as it were. The words are words you would typically hear day to day living in New Jersey or in the New York City area. So you know, nothing too harsh here as far as really? the words that
0: Engorged? Uh,
1: Tyler or Kenny or even you, Lulu, are saying, yes.
0: Why don't you lay some good New Jersey words on us that aren't from Texas? Do you remember any from your upkepting, your upbringing?
2: Can can we ask which part of, what, what exit are you from? Where, where are you uh, from in Jersey?
1: Was it one? <laughs> Not one. Two? If you're in the parkway, it would be exit 163. If you're on the turnpike, New Jersey turnpike, it would be exit... You could get off at exit 14, uh, 15 or sixteen to then get on Route Seventeen. Awesome.
0: I want to say that Patch he wasn't in the military, but he did have some ROTC experience, uh, as the people in this film probably also had. And he could have he could have maybe been Randy Quaid in a in a fighter ship, um, but certainly he could survive in the desert.
3: Speaking of loyalty and fealty. Uh, The president is in a fighter jet and very often uses words such as Eagle One, Fox Two. Now, according to Wikipedia, Lulu, here's why they use Fox as a code word. Are you ready for this? Write this down, Lulu. Oh,
0: wait. okay, I'm ready.
3: Uh, Fox is a brevity code used by NATO pilots to signal the simulated or actual release of an air-to-air munition or other combat function. Army aviation elements may use a different nomenclature as the nature of helicopter-fired weapons is almost always air-to-surface. Fox, Lulu, is short for Foxtrot, the NATO phonetic designation for the letter F, which is short for fire. So Fox is apparently short for fire.
0: Yeah, you know, if you're gonna be air to air, why don't we pick an animal that's not a gr- ground dweller? Let's pick a bird. This makes no sense
3: because of the, it's part of the letters that aviation uses of alphabet. But alpha we
0: beta. have to go through multiple translations to get to that. It's like, okay, it's air to air, so we're gonna use. Let's see, foxtrot for fire. So fire foxtrot. That's in our alphabet. And I mean, really, we this is. Five jumps. We should just have something a little more understandable.
3: And not only that, Lulu, but Fox 1, Fox 2, and Fox 3, it's not just the necessarily the location on the wing. Fox 1 indicates a launch of a semi-active radar-guided missile. Oh. Fox 2 indicates launch of an infrared-guided missile.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And Fox 3 indicates launch of an active radar-guided missile.
0: So they had multiple types of missiles on their... Planes, twos and threes at least.
3: As Jonathan Van Ness would say, Lulu, yas honey.
0: Yas honey? Yes. That's interesting.
3: It's very interesting. We should watch clear eyes sometimes is what I'm saying, Lulu.
0: Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm glad that his missile, like when he went up the center of the ship and the beam came down, I guess it ignited his missile.
3: He rammed the plane into the butt.
0: It did feel like a (gasps) crapshoot. Crap.
3: <laughs> Anything else to talk about in regards to these four minutes before I get to the next
0: piece? There's a next piece?
2: I hope the next piece is where, I, is where I think that you're going, which is we've had spoilers that we've been dying to talk about for a long time on alternate timelines on this movie. Yeah, Tyler. So, tee this up a little bit for us, please. <gasps> so... When many, many moons ago, we had guests on that talked to us about the original way that they, that they shot this. And-
0: <gasps> Oh my gosh, the alternate ending. And
2: so many, many moons ago, I, this is an alternate take that after they put the movie together, they said, this does not work and we are going to refilm. So I'm going to let you know before we watch this, that basically all the shots of Randy Quaid- Since he stepped forward and said, I'm a pilot, I can fly. Basically everything that we've seen of him since then was done in reshoots after they had started putting the movie together and editing it together. So um, I'm telling you that because we're about to see again, what they were going to do with him in the original take of the film. And again, this isn't like, well, no, they rewrote it and made it this that we're watching. They filmed this. They put this in the original cut of the movie and well, I can't wait for you guys to see it right now. Oh, this is exciting.
3: Uh, yeah, so we're going to go watch the alternate ending.
0: Oh, my gosh.
3: Of Independence Day. and We'll be right back after this additional sound cue. Oh, my gosh. We're not done yet. Get as far away as you can. Doesn't anyone have any missiles left? <laughs> Sorry I'm late, Mr. President.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. He, okay, in the alternate ending, Randy Quaid shows up in his crop duster unexpectedly with a missile strapped next to it and he's padding. (laughs) I've got my missile. And that's why it makes more sense that the president said, let's plow the road because I don't think the president knew he was a crop duster at all. And I wondered how he knew the first time around.
3: I don't know. Something about a crop duster, and... Maybe you can back me up on this, Tyler. Like a crop duster compared to a high-tech F-18. Kind of seems low-tech, wouldn't yeah, you say, Yeah, sort of Tyler? a, low
2: to, a uh, low-tech solution.
0: Just like a
3: low-tech solution.
0: <laughs> I've been saying, Patch, I've been saying that they were going to find a low-tech solution to kill the aliens this whole time. <laughs> That's true. In the first ending, it was low-tech.
1: Low-tech solution. You're right.
0: Crop duster.
1: Now, it did get the laughter. It did. And the audience, I'm sure, loved it. But as he continued to fly, I can understand why the emotional state of the audience would start to just sort of decline. Because the humor kind of took everything that was built up to that point.
3: It's so... It's Look, this movie is super silly. It's a super duper silly movie. Even though the logic tracks, Jeff Goldblum does hack into an alien mothership. With a laptop. And again, even though it tracks, it's a perfectly, it's track, it's a perfect... Plausible. There's no plot holes involved in there whatsoever. None. But for some reason, it just pushes it just a little bit over the edge for me. Too far. When a crop duster uh, shows up and just rams into the alien ship.
0: With his little leather hat, his little leather helmet on, and his Snoopy glasses.
3: And additionally, what you also didn't see, Lulu, is that there's deleted scenes where Randy Quaid goes, I fly, I'm pilot, and they're just so desperate for pilots. And Adam Baldwin takes a look at Randy Quaid and basically goes, we're not that desperate. (gasps) So apparently they're so desperate, but Randy Quaid is so much of a drunky Brewster, he can't even fly. So he just takes his crop duster and just flies it in anyways.
0: Finds a missile somewhere that he puts in. Maybe that's why the president ran out of missiles. He took one from somebody's ship. Yeah. Jeez Louise. That was nuts.
2: It's a nuts ending to it that the part where they're talking about the fact that we get to watch him make the decision. It's like, oh, that's kind of why this makes sense while we're watching it is, oh, wow, the sacrifice is real and and it's something that he's making in this moment. Uh, to do the right thing. And they have his kid's picture there and he looks at him and yeah. you see him like seeing the thing flashing and he sees his kids and they track the eye lines, and you're like, oh, he's making the right choice here.
3: As opposed um, to a crazy drunk man who just steals a missile, t- takes his uh, crop duster and is like, yeah, I'll fly it to the center. Why not?
0: Yeah, it cheapens his sacrifice. And he has dialogue with his kid. They save things to each other in this clip.
3: Yeah. What do you think, Patch?
1: yeah um uh, I'm glad they went with the the version that came out in theaters Oh uh, are, you? I, I, are you i am i'm 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 happy they didn't use the crop duster slash biplane to save the day and I'm glad, as Tyler had said, they gave him the opportunity to make a decision to take it right up the the spaceship's ass with the with the missile
0: it's, uh, <laughs> gonna be so many bleeps in this
1: as opposed to the the baby. Uh, in his arm on the corrupt duster. Yeah. Oh,
3: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's it's unreal.
0: I want to reenact a scene, um, Tyler, with you. <gasps> Absolutely. I want you to be the president, and um, I'm going to be Robert Loggia. And you know, there's this exchange where the... <laughs> maybe it should be the other way around. But, no, uh, but, not okay. at all.
2: This is perfect casting. Okay. So I'm playing Bill Pullman in this
0: yes you're playing bill pullman i think you mean
2: bill paxton
0: pullman don't he he's pulling a trick on you
3: no not paxton pullman no paxton no bill pullman tyler Uh, that's what i said he just bugs need
0: you (laughs) anyway um there's this exchange where bill (laughs) pullman is like i'm out of missiles and robert loge is like get your back here and then he's like But but we gotta fix this. Turn around, like he just—they—they have this argument. So I want to do that. Uh huh. (laughs) Hang
2: on. Why do I need to play either of these parts when you are doing dead-on impressions of both of them?
0: Because I want you to do the president. Just keep arguing like that. You're standing out there. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. President, mm -hmm. get your
2: back here. I'm out of missiles. We gotta find another solution. You gotta come back right now. I'm gonna keep flying this plane towards that thing because I'm here. Make a U-turn! But I just need to... If I keep flying, things are going to be better. Reverse! Game over, man! Get your back here! But if I keep flying, then maybe eventually there will be something that happens. Gosh
0: darn it, Eagle! I told you to get back here! He just kept going on and on in the clip, like... He wasn't listening Ugh. to anybody, and he wanted them back, and he had all these multiple lines about returning. And I just thought it would be funny to think about all the different ways he could say to come back. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Lulu,
3: your Robert Lowe's impression is
1: one of my favorite things. It's perfect. No, it's perfect, Lulu. I, I think he you need to say one last one. What? Which was, get as far away from here as possible. I think that was a line nice. at the that very end. Point. Yeah. Which Which...
0: Get as far away from here as possible.
1: That's nope. right. Perfect.
2: Now plug orange juice, Lulu.
0: Drink your orange
1: juice.
2: <clears throat> Kenny, why are you playing that clip from the actual Robert Loja commercial for orange juice?
3: That I, I I don't know. I just, my finger slipped. Okay. Who has
1: a
0: throat lozenge?
1: <laughs> wow. Sounds like my, Sounds like my grandfather.
0: I know. His grandfather had like a gravelly voice and oh. he would say, when I first met him, he said, he had he had beat cancer he was laying around he was a world like seriously a world-class cyclist he's in the cycling hall of fame his grandfather and um, he was laying down he beat cancer you know he's older and he was like I'm still racing weight <laughs> I'm like I'm looking I'm like are you though are you I I took my motorcycle out earlier today for a spin and we're like you could barely walk into this room <laughs> he was uh larger than life and very fun
1: you say kenny I, I i still get on the bike and ride 50 miles a day and i still have all of my teeth
0: <laughs> i still have all of his teeth
1: he sounds like an impressive
2: specimen
0: he was yes Patches. he was i put a blanket on him once he's like you could be a nurse <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, the jer- like- with the jersey attitude and accent tyler oh yeah. nice Anyway, how about
2: that Randy Quaid? Was he amazing in this clip or what?
0: Yeah, I'm glad he finally had his day, but I'm sad he had to die for it. Who's gonna uh, take care of those kids now?
1: Yeah. But we did need to see someone make a sacrifice, right? We
0: did, we did. And
1: and I, and I and the kids needed to see their father as a hero because along the movie, it just was looked down upon as the town drunk, didn't know what he was talking about, lunatic talking about aliens, and here he was saving the world.
2: So normally, during the course of a clip, uh, we'll, we'll have a spotting of Jeff Goldblum, and uh, we'll talk about the hotness of Jeff Goldblum using what we call the Jeffcon scale, where five is, of course, eh, and one is peak Jeff Goldblum let's see lulu he wasn't in this particular clip when last we left off remember they were going to hide from from the aliens up in the alien ship i assume that that we're keeping him still where he was when we left off in the in the last clip still at a three three or four. Oh
0: yeah he's at a three because he's hiding but if i could hide with him you know might be a jeffcon two excellent as long as um, we know it's not an enclosed dark space there we go. So,
2: Patch, I know that you didn't watch him in this particular clip, but in general, where does Jeff Goldblum fall on your scale of the Jeff Cons? Like, if you see him in a movie, where does he fall for you?
1: Oh, I love the Jeff Cons. Anytime you see him on screen, no matter what movie he's in, I, I, you know he's always at least a two for me. I go right to the two.
2: Yeah. So two is that's pretty, pretty, pretty. Dang Jeff. Well done. <laughs> it is pretty dang Jeff.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's bold. I've always been a Jeff Goldblum fan since, uh, what was it, 10 Speed and Brown Shoe? I don't know that one. Am I going way back here? The,
2: the earliest that I can go is probably Buckaroo Bonsai.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go uh, to The Right Stuff, which is actually one of my favorite all-time movies uh, where I began to really enjoy Jeff Goldblum.
3: I will go one further back than all of you by going Robert Altman's Nashville, where he plays a completely silent character in that. <laughs> uh, he's just this tall, lanky, weird-looking dude. That's just movie edited out of Nashville.
1: Wow. What, what? Can I ask what year was that? Was that?
3: That was 76, because that movie was about the American Bicentennial.
1: Oh, there it is. Uh, Ty
3: tai, Buckaroo... tai
0: is showing us his movies, Buckaroo Banzai and the Right Stuff.
1: Oh, uh, Buckaroo Banzai is such an insane movie. I love it. The right stuff is, if you were to ask me, like, this is asked upon if you're breaking the, you know, an ice, icebreaker when you're talking to somebody. If they say, hey, what's your all-time favorite movie? I, I go right to the, the right stuff. I saw that movie in the theater when I was 13 and just absolutely loved it. Loved it. And it's he and Harry Shearer playing against each
2: other, right? That they're playing the guys that are recruiting the NASA astronauts. Um, was that Harry Shearer? It was Harry Shearer. I did not even put that together. And they do some great physical comedy throughout the course of the thing and a lovely pairing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. The Right Stuff is just so well done. It is such a well done film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can watch it over and over and over again and, and just never get bored of it.
0: I can watch movies over and over and over again.
1: Well, if it's based on a true story or it's a documentary, Anything, anything I will...
0: based on true story, Ooh, patch.
1: Patch, patch yes. Patch. I am glued. Glued to the screen. Is there
2: anything that's out there right now that that's getting that singular point of focus? Are we? Uh, you know, we just came out of a time where there's probably a lot of Netflix going on around the house. Any anything that that we've been coming back to a lot?
1: Uh, let's see. The last documentary I saw, and I think it was on Netflix, was. The whole WeWork fiasco. Oh yeah. So if you're if you're driving around, pretty much any city, but in Austin there are buildings that say WeWork, and that was that co-op office space.
2: Yeah, there's one where... up at the
1: Domain. Yeah. Yes. Well, I won't give things away, but things got completely out of control in the way they managed that business, and I will leave it at that. But if you have the opportunity to watch that documentary. You, just tell us. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to give it away. He doesn't want to give it away. You yeah. know. It's a documentary. But it, it's not it, like It the, is, but there's drama. These, these, it dwells. there's drama. There's twists and turns. Okay. I, I, I would love for everyone on this podcast to watch it, and then we can regroup and talk about it, because there's a couple of very unique characters that are running this ship running this business and i would love to get other people's perspective
3: and you can listen to that on Patch's podcast we watch we work where he's watching the we work documentary four minutes at a time looking forward to when is that episode dropping when when does that podcast start patch
2: we works appears on wednesdays sure
3: yes right right lulu speaking of things that we watch
0: mm-hmm. what
3: are you going to be watching for these next four minutes
0: well, we have successfully destroyed this one uh, alien ship. We've used all our missiles to do it over Area 51. This one ship that was threatening us. There's a gabillion other ones out there, plus the Dirt Dauber mothership that currently Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are inside of. So um, I'm going to stick with my prediction that they're hiding and the alien is going to board the Will Smith slash Jeff Goldblum ship. And Will Smith is going to get that alien in a headlock and rip off his headdress and demand that they let them fly free out of there. But gosh, what's to stop them from pursuing them right out of that dirt dauber? I guess they've uploaded the virus, so it took down the shields. But oh, they have the nuke, right? They have the nuke on their ship. Yeah. They're going to have to fire the nuke. Are they going to go all Randy Quaid here? We're going to lose two more stars? Nah, they got to leave. They're going to have to survive this. How do they get out? Mm. They create a diversion. I can't predict what that is. Maybe they um, use their Macintosh laptop to play some Apple iTunes, <laughs> some music to distract them while they fly out backwards. And remember, I hope Will Smith remembers the post it note was wrong on how to fly that ship out of there because reverse isn't actually reverse, it was forward. So that's them. Where's Vivica Fox? Where is she? It's like her whole character line just ended. Now she's, instead of being somebody who's brave and saving people, she's relegated to being the bride, tearfully kissing the hero goodbye, helping save people with her Rice Krispie trays, and what, probably crying and hugging him when he comes back. I mean, I wish she just had something bigger to do. Um... Robert Loja. I'm just mm-hmm. going to
2: point out, the military has Alec Baldwin to do everything that they need done. Uh, I, I think mean, you mean Adam Baldwin? Adam, you're right. It's Adam Baldwin. My, my <laughs> apologies.
0: Adam Baldwin. Adam's going to take his smoke break soon. So maybe that'll make room for... <gasps> that squirrel just took my biggest tomato off my plant and he's running across the backyard with it.
1: they run after him.
0: Yes, I would like to see that. Also. I don't know if
1: I can catch him. Do you want me to twist his, his neck so angry. or throw him to the ground
0: no. so we can
1: eat him tonight? Is that yes. one of your predictions for next
3: week? That the squirrel will take your biggest oh, tomato I'm so off the vine?
0: Bad, it just did.
3: So that's probably all your predictions if the squirrel is taking tomatoes off of the vine, right?
0: Yes. I'm distracted now. Certainly. Okay. Anything else in
3: regards to these four minutes? This, we're starting to
2: wrap things up. Hey, Kenny, are you doing anything people might want to know about it? Do you have anything coming up that that people could check you out in places?
3: Indeed. Uh, You can check me out on one of my other podcasts, including Lassocast, where we are going through the television series Ted Lasso. I believe we are about to either drop our fan fiction episode or interview with one of the cast members. And I'm really excited for people to listen to. Check that out at lassocast.com. You can also listen to episodes of my other podcast, shame watch where we talk about guilty pleasure pop culture at shamewatchpod.com. uh what about you tyler
2: i tell you what comedy sports had our first in-person rehearsal since the pandemic uh and everybody is vaccinated this last week so we're gonna hopefully in a month or two go live somewhere uh probably in north austin so you can take a look for that. And I'm also going to let everyone that's listening know, hey, if you're listening to this, it sounds like uh, you're probably a fan of someone that's here. And on June 28th, uh, we're going to go watch at the Paramount Theater here in Austin, Texas. Uh, we're going to go see Independence Day in the theater together. Please come see the movie with us. And it'll be Lulu's first time seeing the whole movie. Remembering all it. All is one and kind of remembering what's going on.
0: Patch, I would like to invite you and I would like to hold your hand throughout it. Oh. That
2: sounds like a
1: great idea.
0: Okay.
2: Excellent. You don't have a work thing coming up that night? <laughs> the
1: the $1,500 bring a spouse night?
2: Yeah. Is yeah, that happening right. that night?
1: You know what? I think you're... Let me check the calendar. You know what? I do have a uh, a commitment.
2: Ah, that's the that's the yearly event where they will only give you $1,500 if you go to that work event with your spouse, right? That's, yeah. Okay.
1: It's an annual event my company holds each year, and if you bring your spouse, you get a $1,500 bonus. And it wow. just so happens to be the same night- It's really great. As the showing at the Paramount Theater. That's wow, so wow. great. I
0: guess you'll be $1,500 in the hole.
2: Zing!
1: Wow. Wow. But I can wow. bring another date.
0: <laughs> You're all fired. I offered right. something so sweet, and then you all- Pooped on me like a spaceship. You're just constantly talking about poop and pee and... I know.
2: Unreal, uh, Lulu. But Lulu, do you have anything coming up that you want to tell people about?
0: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, if I may, Lulu, because this is the episode right before your birthday, because we're taking next week off, isn't that correct?
2: Next week, aren't you guys going to be in Colorado? Am I making that up? You guys are going... Somewhere fun for the weekend, right? There's- yeah,
1: yeah. We're taking a little trip, just a short trip to Colorado and, and back again. So, oh my goodness. Yes! Look, look who we have in the background.
0: Yes.
1: She's gone to Jeff Con too.
0: I knew you sent something, but I didn't know what to expect. And I got something from Shutterfly and I thought it was something I had ordered. <laughs> I opened it and I was, I have been, I, I'm going to make a thank you video because I have some plans for him.
2: Yes, Lulu.
3: My daughter
0: took it and has been sleeping with it every night. What do you have
2: there, Lulu? What is what is this thing that you're talking about? What do you
0: have? I have a blanket, a big fuzzy blanket with Jeff Goldblum's face completely covering this fuzzy blanket. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, look at that toasty almond skin! I get to wrap up in every single night." I felt so seen and loved. (laughs) By you guys, I don't know whose idea it was, but it's amazing. And my daughter immediately took it and has been snuggling it every night in her bed. Come say that right here. It's because it's so soft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yet hard when
0: it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Hey, Corinne, what did exactly. you say his name was? Wait, wait. Where do you? What's his name on there? Jeff Gold. Oh, she remembers. Yeah. she called him something else before. Oh yeah, I called him. Uh, Bald blueberry scone or something bald, bald blueberry scone <laughs> anyway, you guys are so thoughtful, Kenny, thank you for the this very creative um, gift. I love it. You're, I will never forget it.
3: Uh, you're very welcome. We love you, Lulu. Happy birthday. Happy, thank early, you. happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, And if you would want to wish Lulu a happy birthday or just a happy thank you for being on this podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review, anywhere where podcasts can be listened to. We survive on word of mouth, and your word of mouth means a lot at this point. Uh, Patch, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Really looking forward to watching We Watch, We Work. It's going to be great. Well, thank you for the invite, Kenny and Tyler and Lulu. Really enjoyed it. Thank you all so much for listening. But of course, it ain't over till the fat lady sings.
0: Patch, can you tell them about the time you were driven up the mountain and uh, about the chickens?
1: Sure, sure. Why don't we start there? Uh, so yes, I, I did do a little bit of ROTC while I was in freshman at college, and and one of the things that we had to do is they had to uh, we had to go into the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, without any food for uh, starting. Let's see, we got on a bus. We left that morning. We got to stop at McDonald's. At about noon, and then weren't able to eat anything until uh, Sunday evening, about six.
3: Wait, so they they dropped you off in the desert, and the last meal that you had being
1: driven up the mountains was McDonald's. Correct. It was because it was what the only it? thing that was available at the time, and they said, "Okay, this is it, guys. This is this eat what you can, because this is going to have to hold you over." through friday night into saturday saturday evening saturday night into sunday and then into this evening of sunday so i hope that you got the 20 piece order of nuggets if that was the case i was not smart enough to get that because i i I think i was freaking out that i wasn't going to be eating for the next several days so i just ate like i had like a maybe a small happy meal just like the hamburger meal a small happy meal yeah with like a with yeah i wasn't a bit i didn't like mcdonald's that much but I should have eaten much more. Now, because you were thinking that that Happy Meal toy could be used as kindling. I, it, well, I thought it could be. I could use for trickery. Yeah, like yeah. you know, if, you know, capture a, some type of animal.
0: Okay, so you're up in the mountain. It starts to rain. So
1: as we're going up the mountain in this bus, it begins to rain, and for the entire three day three days it stormed and rained the entire time. And so we had to hike, rappel from one mountain over to another mountain, which felt like, you know, it took us a week, but it was just, we left Friday afternoon. We got there Saturday night and uh, we were really, really hungry. And they, they, uh, they said, okay, uh, everyone come on over here, get yourselves in groups of four. So we did that. And they said, okay, they opened up the back of this van, white van, no windows.
0: Jersey van. Jersey, Jersey van. Plates.
1: It's one of those scary vans you don't want to see in a, in a neighborhood. Did they offer you candy? No, they offered us live chickens. And they said, okay, get your group over here. Oh, my gosh. Patch, get your group over here. So I got my group. They said, all right, come on over here. And then they took the chicken rather than hand it to us. They threw it. No. And it started to run. So we had to run after this chicken. And we got it. We caught it. And we were excited. Now they're like you got to kill it because this is what you're going to be eating for dinner. So one guy comes up on my team and says, I know how to kill chickens. Just give it to me. So he grabs the chicken and he, he takes it by the neck and he throws it on the ground and the thing runs away. So we've got to run after it. And so I'm running, running and running down the mountain, down the mountain, down, like off the beaten path, over the rocks, through leaves. I catch the thing. And then another guy on my team comes up and goes, I know how to kill it. Give it to me. So he takes it grabs it by the neck, twist, 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 bend, crack, done. So we stripped the feathers, we cooked it up, we ate it. We all get a good night's sleep. The next day we're going down on that bus and we're on these really muddy roads now because it's been raining for the entire weekend. And as we're going around a bend, the bus starts to slide sideways and it tips over into the into the side of the mountain. So we were stuck in the mud. We couldn't get out the side doors. So we had to open up the back. What? Get out. And we had to wait and get additional rides for the military. They had to pick us up in these vans and uh they took us back five hours to to the campus. And that, that is when I was absolutely starving. Wow. I bet. That's my chicken story.
0: <laughs> I think this is how Randy Quaid Trained for the military.
1: Exactly. I would have been the, the pilot, Randy Quaid, just driving right up into the alien's a- ship. That's right. And as far as the words I'd be using, it would go, they would be throwback Jersey words like, that mother. F- <laughs> <laughs> that was a big New Jersey word. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was a big one. A lot of emphasis. Like you had to say, you couldn't just say oh, the mother. F-. You had to say, that mother. Okay. <laughs> emphasis on
2: the absolutely well like the mother isn't the part of that that has you know the big excitement to it I mean mothers are great I'm not meaning they're not so It sounds you.
0: like
3: you're disparaging mothers Tyler I no, feel like you might be too no. No, nothing but, uh, wrong I'm
0: with a mother
3: to
2: just misabuse right. his power
3: I just like that <laughs> I feel like it doesn't
2: have the menace that, that a nice wholesome has
3: right
1: like you're about to say like a nice wholesome father does unreal mother father (laughs) (laughs) the mother just tees it up and then lays it down and if you're not driving like a like an 87 irox z saying that you're not you're not you don't get the new jersey experience or not from new
0: jersey